You're listening to Bloomberg Law with June Grosso, Michael Best, and me, Greg Storr. The Fire Festival was a disaster. That much is clear. What was billed as a luxury beach and music extravaganza in the Bahamas ended up with half-built tents, cheese sandwiches in styrofoam boxes, and would-be guests trapped at the airport. But was it a fraud? That's now the claim in a lawsuit that seeks $100 million from festival organizers, including the rapper Ja Rule, as well as 15 unnamed investors. The suit claims they were all part of something, quote, akin to a Ponzi scheme. With us to discuss the lawsuit is one of the attorneys behind it. He's Ben Macellis of Garrigus and Garrigus. Ben, thanks for joining us. The lawsuit says this was a, this is a quote, criminal scheme. And those are strong and meaningful words. What grounds do you have to make that sort of an allegation? Absolutely. And we've been saying this was a criminal scheme for about two weeks now. And what's beginning to come out is what this scheme actually entails. This was a company, Fire Inc., that had essentially no assets. And while it had no assets, it was robbing Peter to essentially pay Paul. And in this case, Paul is being Ja Rule. So at the same time, they know that this festival, so-called festival, is going to be a complete disaster. They're taking out personal guarantee loans. They're pitching and selling additional packages. Um, to attendees for tens of thousands of dollars, telling the attendees they need to put money on these special wristbands because your money won't work in the Exumas, and then trying to use that money to pay off debt that they're taking on, ultimately with their goal of floating a $105 million valuation. And they were trying to pitch Comcast Ventures, which almost occurred to invest $25 million in this scheme. Um, This was an entity from the outset that had no capabilities and competencies to throw a festival. They knew this festival was going to be a disaster, but not just a disaster, but placing people's lives in absolute danger. And at that same time, they keep taking money. You know, in typical Ponzi schemes, we see predatory conduct on the elderly. This is a new type of Ponzi scheme where the mark was the millennial. Well, you know... You obviously you make this sound pretty bad. You're you're representing the plaintiffs here, and obviously a lot of things did go wrong uh, with this festival. But you know, people paid money to go; they got stuck there. What what kind of relief are you seeking, given the seriousness of the allegations and legal theory you've just set forth for us? A number of things. So the first and foremost is restitution, unjust enrichment. Make these individuals whole on their ticket sales. Um, then there's consequential damages because some individuals had to charter jets to get off the island. Individuals had to stay in Florida, you know, extra days. And so there's other economic consequential damages. We also have certain individuals who had p- personal and physical injuries, infections, bacteria. So we're going to be seeking recovery for that. And so in the complaint, we list the range of damages anywhere from 1200 which is basically your base package, to about $100,000, $150,000 on the top of the scale, which is how we get to our ultimate number that we're demanding. I want to make sure we say that Bloomberg News has repeatedly tried to get in touch with Billy McFarlane, who's the, the main organizer, as well as Ja Rule, and uh, has not received any comment. Uh, ben, uh, ha- have you all, since you're, you are saying that there are, there's criminal activity going on here, have you referred any of this information to the U.S. Attorney's Office? 
Well, given that the posture right now is civil litigation, for me on my own to do that would be inappropriate to gain any upper hand advantage in a civil lawsuit. But what I think my responsibility to do as a class action attorney is to provide the data to be transparent with the public. You know, when I found out, for example, that there were these uh, seed investors, um, you know, I very responsibly described them in the complaint, but gave them an opportunity to come out and try to explain themselves, you know, before, you know, essentially naming them. But my goal as the civil litigator, provide as much data to the public, um, you know, to the powers that be, um, and let them act um, as they see fit and responsible. Well, Ben, one thing that that does and I'm still try, trying to get my head uh, wrapped around is is if you're saying that this was a, a get rich quick scheme, if it was a Ponzi scheme, um, it doesn't seem like there was ever any potential to get away with this. I mean, it, it, I mean, if you're trying to to, to start up a Ponzi scheme, uh, doing something where you're going to leave you know hundreds of people you know stranded on a beach without without uh, food or shelter doesn't seem like a very good way to do it. I think that this was a very brazen group that ultimately thought that until the very, very, very last minute, as most as mostly occurs in Ponzi schemes, that they were going to be able to get away with it. I think they were holding on to that hope that if we just prop up this essentially, you know, fake entity, that maybe we can get that Series A investment. Maybe we can get that investment from Comcast Ventures. That'll give us $25 million, and despite the fact that we had no clue what we were doing with that injection of money, we could figure this whole thing out. I think when the roof collapsed on that idea, they had nowhere to go. And now not only did they have nowhere to go, they had thousands of people who were on planes. Ben, Ben, we're going to have to leave it there. I want to thank uh, Ben Masalis, one of the lawyers uh, suing over the fire Festival.